0: lesson this morning is from Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 43, where we hear Peter preaching the good news to the Gentiles. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John announced. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The second lesson this morning is printed on the front of your bulletin and it's from Luke Chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. And it's the familiar story of the first witnesses of Jesus' resurrection. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, He saw the linen clothes by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God.
1: We know, great Savior and Lord of us all, we know that they went looking and found an empty tomb. And yet that tomb was so full, filled with hope, filled with promise, filled with love and grace for us all, filled with power for those who believe. We come and we believe. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you died real eggs when you were young? I mean, I died real eggs. My mama went to the store. We didn't have a Peggy. That's Peggy. If you ever need eggs, go see Peggy. Just drop by her house. She loves that. <laughs> real eggs, right? Real eggs. That real chickens. That's the kind of eggs we real eggs from real chickens. And it became a huge family affair. We would sit in the kitchen, there'd be a table, there'd be all sorts of towels laid out to make sure all the liquid that was going to get spilled or splashed. It, it never hit, those towels. It always hit the floor or somewhere else, but never those towels. But we did it! You could smell, I can smell the vinegar right now as I'm talking about it. The vinegar, the the colors, the... Well, my sister could dye an egg half in one color and the other half in another using nothing but her fingers. Try to hold an egg like that with just the tips of your fingers. It's not easy. I think she even used Her fingers to color it in three colors one time. She was an egg whisperer. And then it was time for the family egg hunt. My parents hid those eggs over and over and over. I'm saying it like that because I did the same thing for my daughter over and over and over until they could go no more. I know someone who always hid an egg in a heating duct. Remember real eggs we're talking about here in a heating duct. No, it wasn't me. Yes, I know it sounds like something I would do, but no, it wasn't me. So his family could share the experience of that egg at some future time. You know, it's almost impossible now to find real eggs used at Easter egg hunts. Real eggs have been replaced with plastic eggs. We know more about bacteria, we certainly know more about potential lawsuits, and so I can't even remember the last time I went to a church to had an Easter egg hunt with real eggs. Instead, plastic eggs filled with store-bought candies have replaced the hand-colored, hard-boiled real egg. Peggy, this is where you're supposed to say, boo, bah humbug. Thank you. I mean, instead of searching for eggs, a symbol of new life, we look for a petroleum-based plastic shell filled with candies made of artificial color and chemical sweeteners. That is not what i call a life-affirming symbol. Very Eastery, is it? Just a weak substitute for the real thing. But, like we all witnessed yesterday, if we were there, it's still a lot of fun. And maybe that's the main point the joy of this day the joy of Easter. Still, I have to wonder, how often do we settle for weak substitutes in our lives? Instead of putting all our hope in Jesus Christ, we think money is our security. You know, the disciples got it wrong. The women got it wrong. They were looking for the dead among the living among the dead. They thought that tomb would have a body in it. They got it wrong. They read the obituary too soon. Not there. Not there. But we can get it wrong too. Instead of the grace of God with power to overcome all our sins, we can rely too much on good works. You know, we all look around and we say, you know, if I could just be as good as Fran, you didn't know you were going to be in the sermon, did you, Fran? Or we'll say, you know, if Greg doesn't get there, I don't have a chance. Comparing our actions to each other, comparing how nice we are to each other. But none of that's going to get us there. We trust pension funds and retirement accounts. We say we trust in the power of prayer, but only pray as a last resort. We say we believe in the power of God's Word as the ultimate guide for our lives. But how many of us only read a couple of verses of Scripture Bottom of a three minute daily devotional if we read it at all? Weak substitutes. We can be like the woman who went out and she bought a a parrot. The lady's name was Irma. I have no idea what the parrot's name was. Well, she wanted, in the worst way, to have a bird that talked. So she went to the pet store, she selected this parrot, which was a pretty costly bird. They are not cheap she took that bird home and she waited for it to speak. Nothing happened. She went back to the bed store. Well, said the man, why don't you take home this mirror and put it in the bird's cage? They like to look at themselves and sometimes that helps them talk. Home with the mirror she went. Nothing happened. Back to the pet store. Okay, said the owner, why don't you take this bell and hang it in the cage? They like the sound of a bell, and that can help them begin to talk. Home she went with the bell. Nothing happened. She kept going back to the pet store. She tried a tiny bird ladder. She tried pictures of other birds, and talking. The woman was back in the pet store again and loudly announced that her parrot had died. What happened? asked the clerk. Did you ever get him to talk? Yes, said Irma, I did. Well, said the clerk, what did he say? What were his last words? Irma frowned and said, hey, don't they have any food at that pet store? I know it's a terrible story, but I really like it. it mirrors our lives sometimes. We can spend so much time running around tending to things that we think are so, so vitally important. And we often fail to give attention to those things that really matter. Easter calls us back to the heart of who we are. To the heart of what we do. This Easter day, we experience, and I stole this straight off the internet, I I can't even give credit, I don't know who said it, resurrecticity. Don't you love that word? Resurrecticity. I hope you like it. It took me quite a few long hours trying to memorize that word. Resurrecticity? There is just no word powerful enough to express what we feel today. Resurrection and electricity like lightning. New birth, new life, eternal life. Death, where is thy sting? This holy, beautiful day reminds us that in a world of Good Friday nightmares, We can live God's Easter dream. We can face any challenge because He is risen. We can face any illness because He is risen. We can trust God with any family situation because He is risen. We can have a great hope in every situation. We can overcome any confusion or doubt. We can receive forgiveness for any sin. A brand new start. We can survive any loss. In fact, discover new life in every loss. Because he lives. Christ is risen. Somebody hold me up. Uh, that was weak. I snuck up on you. Okay. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And because Jesus is victorious over death, we know Jesus is victorious over our lives. Because of Jesus, we can love our enemies. We, because of Jesus... We can pray for those who persecute us and turn the other cheek and give to those who steal from us, because that's a subtle clue, people. Because Christ is risen. Yes. Now father was driving his five-year-old son past a local cemetery. And noticing a large, newly excavated, the boy pointed and shouted, Look, Dad, one got out! One did get out. Hallelujah! Christ is risen! He is risen And our lives are changed forever. Amen.